Hi, everybody. Christy here. And Edith over here. Hi, gardeners. And those of you who found us by mistake. You know, there are lots of gardening podcasts. But not many that aspire to be humorous. We do. That's right. Now, sometimes we're funny because we don't have a script and occasionally misspeak. And sometimes we're funny, hopefully, on purpose. Like when we crack each other up. Or like when we write short pieces that we call pod plays about gardening. And this episode is a compilation of them. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, The earth laughs in flowers. I guess you could say upside-down tulips laughs in my basement. Oh, nice, Christy. Meet or revisit the curmudgeon, Johnny Hart Scribble, Wyoming's Poet Laureate Antelope Tuomi, and so many more. We even sneak in some gardening information here and there. See if you can find it. We'll be back with our regular gardening show next week. Cue music! Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips. A fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down. Upside Down Tulips is sponsored by Bindweed Single Service. Are you looking for that special person for a forever relationship? Maybe someone who shares your love of gardening. Find your special person at Bindweed Single Service. We'll find your match. We guarantee the roots of your love will grow deeper with time and that the ties that bind will grow stronger every year. You'll never be alone again at Bindweed Single Service. Men... Are you striking out on the single scene? My love for you is just like diarrhea. I just can't hold it in. Oh my gourd. Do you believe in love at first sight, or should I just walk by again? Get out of here. Are you related to Jean-Claude Van Damme? Because Jean-Claude Van Damme, you're sexy. No, thank you. Well, no wonder you're still alone with these old, worn-out come-on lines. Let Bindweed Singles teach you how to hit home runs with the ladies. We'll teach you come-on lines that work, like... My garden tools are shiny and new and waiting for you. Oh? I'm a gardener, too! Is this seat taken? Hello, I'm a doctor. Uh-huh. I own my own home outright. Uh-huh. And... I have an heirloom seed collection. Wow, tell me more. I'm told I lay an excellent layer of mulch. That's so intriguing. I've always been an heirloom woman, but you make me feel like going hybrid. Wanna come up and see my amaryllis? You betcha. I love a good potted bulb. And that's just a start. Find your perfect partner at Bindweed Singles, and you will never be able to let each other go. Hey, this is Johnny Hardscribble, a journalist and a sports writer. That's right, from the newsroom of a major metropolitan newspaper, Hard Boiled, a man of few words, like Humphrey Bogart, only taller. Yeah. Then newspapers started failing, 
shutting down, leaving me unemployed, leaving me in fear for our democracy. I didn't know what to do. I was depressed. And then some dame gave me a packet of sunflower seeds. Well, what the hell am I going to do with these, I asked myself. I ripped open the pack and threw the seeds away. And by away, I mean I tried to toss them into my garbage can, but I missed and they went everywhere. I didn't even pick them up. I left them to die. That's fine, I thought. Just another little murder in the city. But then something happened. The seeds took root and sunflowers grew. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't water them. I didn't fertilize them. I didn't do any of the stuff good gardeners do. And they grew anyway. There they were, 10 sunflowers in my yard, growing taller than me with their big, beautiful, sunny faces. And then I saw the bees come. And then I saw the birds eating the seeds. So now there's bird song in my backyard. My mood lifted. I hate to admit it, but I got a little happy, just a little. And then I realized this was my Hail Mary, growing something. Next summer, maybe a tomato, I don't know. I don't want to go crazy. But damn, that was fine watching those sunflowers grow. Yeah, grow something. It nourishes your soul. Hello, welcome to another episode of How Does Your Garden Grow? There's really no wrong way to do it. Janelle, for example, uses the parental model of gardening. Good morning, garden. How are we doing this morning? Parsley, you look fabulous. You're so big. How's my little arugula doing? You're so brave. Nobody really likes you. They're just pretending, yet you keep growing. Oh, broccoli. You've got completely the seed. What am I going to do with you? You're so bad. Why can't you be more like cabbage? Cabbage just sits there for weeks without complaining, without going to seed. Why don't we all just model ourselves after cabbage? Whatever works, Janelle. And here's Rowena, the nervous gardener. Uh-oh. A bug. Are you a bad bug? There. That'll teach you to make my garden your home. Uh-oh. What is wrong with this eggplant? What do you need? Staking? There you go. What else? Fertilizer? There. Nice, fresh horse poop. Water? Here. Oh no. Now it looks dead? Maybe it's me? I stunt everything I touch. This is destroying my self-esteem. I need therapy. Well, some ways of gardening may be less good than others. And yet, gardeners, keep on gardening. However you want to do it, grow something. It'll nourish your soul. Hello. Welcome to another episode of How Does Your Garden Grow? Our first example today is the Keeping Up with the Joneses Gardener. Meet Marjorie. Oh dear. Oh my. I'm sorry, but you, Cherry Tomato, have gotten leggy. Neighbor Barbara's tomatoes aren't leggy. And you, early girl, still green? Really? Linda's been eating her tomatoes for weeks. And you, you call yourself Brussels sprouts? More like Brussels mini marbles. I've seen Brussels sprouts at the farmer's market twice your size. I can't post pictures of this on my Facebook page. People will pity me and use that crying emoji. And then there's the disciplinarian trying to have the best lawn, the best flowers, the best vegetables. Here's Valerie. 
Stay in your row, green beans. Stand up straight, beets. And where are the carrots? I don't see any carrots. We have ways of making you grow. Oh, but that's not your problem, is it, Mr. Zucchini? You are taking over the whole garden. Stop it. I will turn this hose around and give all the water to the radishes. So maybe some of the ways to garden are less good than others. And yet, gardeners, keep on gardening however you want to do it. Grow something. It'll nourish your soul. Ho, ho, ho. There. Ho, ho, ho. It's a bit early, isn't it, Santa? Ho, ho, ho. Santa, have you been taking steroids? You're not Santa. You're the jolly green giant. Like like on the canned and frozen vegetables at the store. At the store? But not in your house. No. I've been growing and freezing my own vegetables, so I've stopped buying the de- No, no, no. It's the middle of the night. You're so loud. No! And now you're louder. Well, that's just rude. Look, please calm down. I have a garden now. I can't go back to buying food that I can easily grow. And it's organic. I even make my own baby food. Don't leave mad. You want a cup of Calm Tom's high tea? What are you doing? You're stomping my garden. Stop stomping. That's not very jolly. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, oh. Oh, what a terrible dream. It was just a pandemic dream, wasn't it? Oh, good. There it is. There's my garden. Undamaged. No matter how tough things get, how bad things look, you can always grow something. In your house, in your yard, in a community garden. Grow something. It's an antidote to 2020. Upside Down Tulips is brought to you by the Society of Gardeners Patients. In today's world, it's not easy to be patient. We don't like to wait. We want results right away. These days, there are plenty of good reasons to be impatient. Who's going to be the next president? The vaccine isn't materializing fast enough. Rejection, disappointment, how to deal with it all? Here at the Society of Gardeners Patients, we know a lot about patience. If you're feeling frustrated these days, may we suggest gardening. Gardening is a grand teacher, and cultivating patience is its ultimate lesson. We have no choice but to wait for plants to grow in their own sweet time, no matter what we do. Plant a bulb in the fall and spend the winter dreaming of the flowers. Put in an asparagus patch, and three years later, put hollandaise on it. Plant a tree, knowing you may never live to see it large enough to sit under its shade. Patience is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting. All you have to do is dig up the soil, nestle each plant into its new home, 
attend to it, feel gratitude, and be patient. This message has been brought to you by the Society of Gardeners Patients. Was that too long? No, we're patient. Upside Down Tulips is brought to you by The Record Scratch. Gardeners come across all sorts of surprises in the garden. Do you ever wish you had a sound effect to fully emphasize your surprise? Then you need a record scratch. A record scratch is the sound of a phonograph needle suddenly producing a single scratching sound on a record as an abrupt interruption used to call immediate attention to something. Look how beautiful my grape leaves look. They have never looked better. Oh! Japanese beetles! That early snow ruined my garden. Hey, looks like everything's gonna be okay. I am so excited. Time to harvest all the potatoes. Yay! What? All that work for just one tiny potato? The record scratch. The sound effect of surprise. Try it in your garden today. This is a great commercial, Christy. I just have one question. What's a record? Gardeners experience all sorts of emotions. Don't you wish you had a sound effect to fully express all your complex feelings? From the makers of The Record Scratch, the sound effect of surprise, comes a new bounty of sound effects just for the gardener. Introducing the slide whistle. It is so fun to start seeds inside. I wonder how my seeds are doing. I am going to check on them. Hey, I see sprouts. And the sad trombone. I wonder how my tomatoes are doing. Oh no, I forgot to water them and they all died. I am a murderer. But wait, all I needed to do was to give them a little drink sometime, and they came back. The day is saved. And there's more. Now it's time to transplant my little tomatoes into a container on my porch. I am so excited. Oh no! A porch pirate stole my tomatoes. This calls for the law and order. Not again. I am calling the garden police. Try the slide whistle, the sad trombone, and law and order in your garden today. You know, I really don't like tomatoes. Maybe I will just grow pot. Who's there? Billy, do you hear that? Of course I do. It's really loud. This is freaking me out. Is it God? I thought God was a woman. Maybe it's the Wizard of Oz. Are you the Wizard of Oz? No, I'm Big Garden. Big Garden? Like Big Pharma? Big Tobacco? That's right. What do you want? Why are you in our house? Just this big disembodied voice. So, you want to have a garden this year? Yeah? So? So, get out there and get tools. A boiler, five kinds of shovels, 
Roll colors. A greenhouse. It's just gonna be a small... A drip system. A fertilizer spreader. Pesticides. I don't know if we can afford all that. We're both unemployed. Do you want your garden to be the shame of the neighborhood? No, I don't. The abomination of the block? I'm getting my coat. The disgrace of Denver? I'm in my coat, and I'm getting my credit card. What are you doing, Lauren? I'm going to the nearest big box store, and then... Sit down, please. We're not getting any of those things. But I really want a garden. And we're gonna have one. Listen, I've been listening to Upside Down Tulips. You need seeds, a tool or two, a piece of land, or a container. That's pretty much it. We can make our own compost. We can even make our own mulch. No! Nothing will grow unless you buy all the things. There's only one way to drown out that big voice. Let's listen to the latest episode of Upside Down Tulips. That's a good idea. Christy and Edith won't yell at us. That will be $20.19, please. There you go. Thank you. Please take your seat. Excuse me? Your seat for the poetry reading. Uh, oh, thank you, but I don't have it's time. It's mandatory. Mandatory? Yes. It's Antelope's Feed and Poetry, is it not? Yes, that's the name on the store, but I don't know. You under- have bought feed. Now you must listen to the poetry. Could I just not and say I did? You're going to make me cry. Is that what you want? No, no, oh my gosh, no. Don't cry. I'm just going to take my seat <laughs> right now. Look, look at me, I'm walking. Thank you. Well, I better call my husband. Hi, honey. I'm going to be a little late. I'm at a mandatory poetry reading. Did you know that was a thing? I didn't. Anyway, I don't know how long it'll be or how long it'll last or when it'll even start. Oh, okay, it started. It looks like the registered person is also the poet. Okay, gotta go. But I'm going to record this for Upside Down Tulip's podcast. I am Antelope Tuome, the poet laureate of Wyoming. I had no idea Wyoming had a poet laureate. She certainly looks artistic. She's wearing a hat brim on her head? No hat, just a brim. I will now recite one of my original poems. The crowd is a little fidgety. None of us, it seems, expected we would be in the audience for a poetry reading. The name of my poem is Delia and Chad, a romance at the feed store. Okay, I'm keeping an open mind. Delia walked into the Payless feed store, strutting her stuff like her hips were keeping score. Her multitudinous breasts out of her bodice almost popping. She ran into Chad, who was fertilizer shopping. Chad felt like he'd been hit with a swiveling flamethrower. In the biblical sense, he knew he had to know her. He was tall hairy-chested, and his eyes were lean. He looked into Delia's eyes, a sparkling snot green. Their fingers touched as they reached for the seeds, and they knew that each one had what the other one needs. Both held tight to the last packet of Swiss chard, and both found that letting go was very, very hard. Delia found Chad to be much like Prince Charming. Even better, she thought, 
that he made his living farming. For Delia had a garden and also raised chickens. Would Chad be her rooster? He was hotter than the Dickens. Their breath slow and heavy, their thighs postulating, the question at stake, shall they then be mating? It's a romance novel, so they have to for sure, for the hero's a farmer and the heroine not quite pure. They pledged undying love on a burlap bag of barley, throbbing to the regaic beat of the whalers and Bob Marley. And the crowd goes wild. Why, Antelope Twomey is the people's poet. Sort of a Dylan Thomas meets Popeye's olive oil. I have to ask Edith what she would think of having her on upside-down tulips. Oh, no. The chickens got scared out of their coops. This is not good. If I don't make it out alive, tell my handsome and handy husband I love him. And tell Edith to use more puns. People love puns. Excuse me. Pardon me. Oh, dear. Oh, my gourd. Drink your tea, dear. Wait a minute. What is this? It's your tea, dear. No, I mean, what kind of a cup is this? Oh, that's an upside-down tulips mug. It was a gift from them to me because I became a patron. Look, I have one, too. Hmm. It's got a tulip on it. Well, the podcast is called Upside Down Tulips now, isn't it? And the tulip on here is kind of pink. Not very manly, is it? Well, the tulip trends toward lilac, don't you think? Yes. So? And do you grow lilacs, darling? The very best in the neighborhood. Everyone says so. And you're very manly. Uber manly, I've heard it said. Everyone thinks so. I know it. Gender is a construct. <laughs> yes, it is. And look at all the other beautiful flowers you grow. Queen Anne's lace, pansies, primroses, peonies. Don't forget about my lilies and my baby's breath. <laughs> forget about them. Who could do that? You're the talk of the neighborhood. I am. Aren't I? Oh, yes. Are you all better now? No. What's wrong, Hank? I want a hoodie with a tulip on the front. Well, someone has a birthday coming up now, don't they? And there may well be one on order. Oh, I love you, Susan. I know you do, Hank. Finish your tea, dear. Let's go shovel some manure. <laughs> oh, Susan, you always know the right thing to say. Come on. Bring some romance and excitement to your life. Become a patron of Upside Down Tulips and join the Garden Club. Because you can't beat stuff that has a tulip on it. I have tulips, Hank. Right here. Aw, that's so adorable. Join now at UpsideDownTulips.com. It seems like it hasn't rained in a long time, and my water bill was so high last month, I can't afford to water. Oh, what shall I do? Oh my gourd, could it be? Is it? It is. It's the fairy god water from the gardeners of the galaxy. Stand back, earthly backyard gardener. I bring water to your garden. 
Oh, thank you so much. Oh, lovely, just perfect. <gasps> what is wrong with my squash? Instead of little squash growing, I have these shriveled little knobs where zucchini should be. Oh, what shall I do now? Oh, it's the bee team from the Gardeners of the Galaxy. Okay, bee team. Let's pollinate! Of course. That's the problem. We don't have enough bees in the neighborhood. Oh, look at my poor limp peppers. Oh, what shall I do? The garden is well watered, but the soil dries out so quickly. Is someone coming to save my day? It's the Mulch Master, my favorite superhero. Here I am to save your day. Oh, thank you. That's great. Oh, wait now. Please stop. Can you hear me? That's my peach tree. Oh, well, it was my peach tree. You just needed some mulch. So I made some for you. Enough for the whole summer. Always use mulch. It saves water and your plants. Thank you. Could you also? Or not. The Gardeners of the Galaxy. Superheroes whose adventures do not include exploding heads, melting eyeballs, pummeling, punching, burning, busting fights to the death, murder, torture, car crashes, shooting, smashing bombs, or toxic masculinity. They just grow things. Thank you. <laughs> Damn you. Bindweed! I am Root. I know what you are, and you're like six feet long, but I won't give up. Ha! Gotcha. I am still Root. Oh my gourd. I need the help of the Gardeners of the Galaxy! Stand back, Earthly Backyard Gardener. Captain Garden is here. Oh, thank heavens. I'm pulling weeds and I thought I had it, but it's still alive. Did you hear a sort of popping sound? Yes, I did. Not good. Leaving even a little bit of the root of some weeds and it will just regrow. I am root. We know who you are. Maybe I point out a few things, Ernest Backyard Gardener. Oh, yes, please do. Save me, Captain Garden. Look how dry the ground is. It's very hard to pull weeds when the ground is packed and dry like this. It will often break the root, especially on such a large weed. Look at this little weed. And the soil here is wetter. Try pulling that. I am root. That's a giant ragweed. Little now but it can grow to 15 feet high. Out it comes. Uh, uh. Hey, that came out easily. Let's try this one. Wait now, that's a little dandelion. I am root. Are you sure you want to pull that dandelion? You could leave it for the bees or put the leaves in your salad. Very nutritious. All right, Captain Garden, I'll leave it. I am I am Root. And thank you, even-tempered backyard gardener, for not using poisons on the soil. Mother Nature 
the most powerful superhero of them all, will be pleased. Thank you. Now I wonder if you could help me haul some of this... Or not. She called me even-tempered. What a great compliment. The Gardeners of the Galaxy. Superheroes whose adventures do not include decapitation, bleeding membranes, burning motorcycles, mass murder, gouging eyes, homicidal robots, maniacal despots, death by drones, or toxic masculinity. And we're back. You're listening to Ask Agnes, the helpful gardening show. Agnes takes the agony out of gardening. And it looks like we have a caller from Lakewood, Colorado. Hello, caller. Hi, this is Marcia, longtime listener, first-time caller. Welcome to the show, Marcia. How can I help you? I'm a first-time gardener. So, I planted carrots last summer, and they came up. All of them. That's good to hear. So, what's the problem, dear? Well, when I dug them up in the fall, they were just the size of a thick toothpick. They were more like carrot suggestions than an actual vegetable. Ah, let me ask you, Marcia, did you thin the carrots? Uh, no. I know you're supposed to, but I just couldn't. You couldn't? No, I couldn't. I had planted them, watered and weeded them, and then I'm supposed to get rid of them? It's agonizing, Agnes. Gardeners learn how to let things go, Marcia. Let it go. Like Patrick Mahomes with a football that's on fire. Like the idea that anybody who wins NBC's The Voice is ever going to be a star. Like the idea that we need more guns and car crashes in our entertainment. What? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I also teach creative writing at a nearby community college. Let me put it to you this way. Are you married? Yes. What if all your past boyfriends were still hanging around? In your garage, in the attic, and in your spare room? I don't know if my husband would forgive that. No, Marcia. I'm not suggesting you stash old boyfriends. You can't have old boyfriends hanging around, so you thin the herd, as it were. You can also do that with root vegetables. And you know what's good about thinning carrots, besides growing decent-sized carrots? Uh-uh. You can eat the ones you thin, both the green tops and the tiny carrots. That sounds good. Maybe that's what I should do. Thank you, Agnes. I was ready to give up gardening. Don't give up, Marcia. Unlike a husband with his wife's stashed boyfriends, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. And that's all the time we have. Goodbye, gardeners. Grow something. And we're back. You're listening to Ask Agnes, a helpful gardening show. Agnes takes the agony out of gardening. And it looks like we have a caller from Virginia. Hello, caller. Hi, Agnes. This is Uta, first-time gardener, long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome to the show, Uta. How can I help you? I'm afraid to garden ever again, Agnes. I just might throw in the trowel. Oh, dear. What happened? Last year, I grew my own seedlings, transplanted them in the garden, according to the last frost chart for my zone, and then watered and mulched them. And they all died. Every single one dead. Oh, no. When exactly did they die? I'm not sure, because I couldn't see them. You couldn't see them? No. They were under the protective 
layer of mulch that I had applied. How deep was this mulch layer? Uh, about knee high. And exactly how tall are you? I'm five two. So you applied roughly a foot and a half of mulch? Yes. I figured if a little is good, then more is better. How could that be wrong? Let me put it this way. Remember the story of the princess and the pea? Yes. Where the princess slept on about 20 mattresses and you could still feel the pea under the first mattress? That's the one. Now imagine if they had put the mattresses on top of her. Would she still be able to get up to eat or get a drink of water? No, she wouldn't. She'd be in the dark and she'd be squashed and flattened. Yes, squashed and flattened. Flattened like a piece of cheap paper. And she's a full-grown, very well-fed princess. So do you see that's what can happen to our young and tender seedlings with too much mulch? Oh, I feel terrible. They're I... as flattened and lifeless as weak gold glass of soda left out in the sun. As flat as an Egyptian bedsheet with a thread count of two. As flat as a... Please stop. If you keep going on, I'm going to need therapy. I'm sorry. I also teach creative writing at a nearby community college, and perhaps I got carried away. Hopefully I've made my point. You have. Don't overdo the mulch. And maybe leave some room between the mulch and the seedling? Exactly, Uta. You get an A-plus for today. Oh, thank you. I'm very competitive, and I'm not used to failing. Remember what we say in gardening, Uta. If you're not killing something, you're not stretching yourself as a gardener. And if I do kill something, the garden will forgive me, right? Of course it will. It's a garden, not a judgmental human being. That's all the time we have for today. Goodbye, gardeners. Bye. And we're back. You're listening to Ask Agnes, a helpful gardening show. Agnes takes the agony out of gardening. And it looks like we have a caller from Denver. Hello, caller. Hello. This is Lauren from Denver. One-time, last-time gardener, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hello, Lauren. One-time, last-time gardener? What do you mean by that? It means I am done. I can't garden anymore. Would you like to elaborate on that, Lauren? Last year, I bought seedlings at my local greenhouse, and I was so excited. It was my first time gardening, and, as it turns out, it will be my last. But why, dear Lauren? Why would you stop gardening after just one try? Because I did everything right and everything still died. I brought the seedlings home, planted them exactly according to directions. The right depth to plant it, the right amount of sun, the right distance away from other plants. I did it all right. And they died. One by one. Within a week, I felt like a serial killer. That's not a good feeling, by the way. Oh, my. So how much time did you give the seedlings between bringing them home from the nursery and planting them in the ground? Hardly any. I'm sure I broke several laws racing home to get those seedlings in the ground. Ah, that might have been your problem, Lauren. You see, you can't take them from greenhouse to the outside garden. They're just not ready. They need to be hardened off. Hardened off? I, I, I don't know what you mean. Let me put it this way. Going from the nursery to the garden would be like putting a baby and a piano on stage at Carnegie Hall and telling the baby to play Mozart. Carnegie? What? It would be like a Scandinavian person going from the cozy hot sauna to a hole in the icy lake and then not letting them go back into the sauna but staying in the icy cold lake. It would be like winning several card games at Old Maid Variety and then deciding you're ready to play high-stakes poker in Vegas. Ooh, that one was pricey. But, uh, we were talking... 
talking about seedlings? Of course we were. I teach creative writing at a nearby community college, and the mind flies to analogies. Anyway, they have to sit on your porch for a while. Bring them in at night, and that is what hardening off means. So please, Lauren, give gardening another try. You can call me anytime or reach out to the Upside Down Tulips podcast. Those ladies are happy to help, too. Goodbye and good gardening. Bye. And we're back. You're listening to Ask Agnes, a helpful gardening show. Agnes takes the agony out of gardening. And it looks like we have a caller from Denver. Hello, caller. Hi, Agnes. This is Diane, recent listener, first-time caller, first-time gardener, who is a failure. A failure? Oh, Diane, sweetie, what do you mean by that? I had my very first garden last summer. I planted my favorites. Turnips, carrots, rutabagas. Oh, interesting. All root vegetables. Don't all plants have roots? Oh, good one, dear Diane. No, actually all plants do not have roots. Non-vascular plants do not have true root stems and leaves. These include mosses, liverworts, hornworts, etc. <laughs> that sounds like a cheap rip-off of a Harry Potter movie. Oh, good description, clever Diane. I too love similes. And what is a vascular system, you wonder? No, no. I was wondering why the turnips, carrots, and rutabagas that I tried to grow were so gnarled and tiny. Gnarled and tiny. It sounds like Tinkerbell gone bad. Or like Tom Cruise in 30 years. Or like Mick Jagger now. Have I answered your question? No, not even a little. Turnips, rutabagas, rutabagas and carrots. Right, sorry. I teach creative writing at a nearby community college, and as I said, I so love similes. <laughs> That's, uh, cool. So how did you prepare the soil? Prepare? What? Prepare? It's, it's just soil and seeds. You put the seeds in the soil. What's to prepare? The soil has to be loosened and the rocks taken out of it. If the ground is too hard, the roots can't grow very far down, and they end up tiny and gnarled. Tiny and gnarled, like if a gargoyle and a goblin had a baby. Please stop. This is getting disturbing. Don't give up, dear. Keep at it. Don't fold like a big bag of wet bread. Don't cave like a boozy divorcee at a sleazy bar. Don't... Okay, okay, stop. Come spring, I'll try again. Another garden saved. Thank you, Diane. And thank you, all my gardening listeners out there. Till next time, bye-bye. On the road again. So great to finally be on a road trip. Philadelphia, here we come. I'm hungry, Christy. Where should we stop to eat? Hey, how about a swing through good old New Jersey and get some diner food? Perfect. I used to live in New Jersey, and I love disco fries. And I went to Rutgers. Let's get a fat sandwich. Go Scarlet Knights. We just take the next exit and the second jug handle. Edith, do you know why New Jersey is called the Garden State? Is it named after the Zach Braff romantic comedy? <laughs> no. In 1876, Abraham Browning, a prominent New Jersey politician, referred to New Jersey as the Garden State during a speech where he compared New Jersey to an immense barrel filled with good things to eat. I like my answer better. This traffic is terrible. Hold on tight. Gonna have to make a Jersey slide to make the exit.
that was a close one. Woo! Welcome to New Jersey, the Garden State. Hey, what's going on? What happened to the radio? The sky is changing color. Where are we? This doesn't look like New Jersey. I feel different. What the heck? The car is floating. We're above the trees. You have now entered the Garden State. Did you just hear that voice from the car radio? I have a strange desire to plant something I don't like just to see if I can grow it. I want to gather banana peels, coffee grounds, and eggshells and make a compost pile. Nothing would make me happier right now than to pull weeds. Worms! I want worms! What is happening to us? I have a feeling we are not in New Jersey anymore, Christy. The Garden State is the state of mind for gardeners. When you are gardening, you feel the life all around you. The warmth of the sun, the soil in your hands. Your brain produces endorphins, leaves you feeling happy. I love the Garden State. Let's never leave. Agreed. But what about lunch? Forget about it. Find your Garden State by listening to Upside Down Tulips, the fun podcast about gardening gone wrong. And now let's flow into Downward Dog. Oof! Can't believe I got talked into taking this stupid yoga class. And up to Burning Thighs from Hell. Ugh! I feel so stupid. And now into Bad Day to Forget Deodorant. Ugh! Ugh! This stuff is a lot harder than it looks. And now flow into Call an Ambulance. What? How is that even physically possible? Um. And just hold there. Breathe into the stretch. Breathe. Goats? You gotta be kidding me. Breathe. I don't think I can take much more of this. Get away from me. Breathe. And finally, allow yourself to enter the garden state. Uh, Like New Jersey? Or a romantic comedy by Zach Braff? Oh, brother. Whoa. Something strange is happening. I see green all around me. I smell something wonderful. Is that... Could it be... Manure? I feel lighter. Relaxed. I don't care what I look like. Or if my butt crack is on full display to awe. I want dirt in my fingernails. I want uneven tan lines. I want to plant and harvest and weed and compost and dig and I want to grow something. And to wrap up our class, let's all move into the thank God it's over position. My name is Tammy and thank you for attending today's class. Namaste. No, Tammy, don't make me leave the Garden State. I love the Garden State. Please take me back. Why, you can go to the Garden State anytime you like. You always have the power. You've had it all along. The nice thing about the Garden State is that it is right out your back door. Just get some seeds and sow them into the ground. Or get a little plant and pop it into some soil. Water it, nurture it, enjoy it, eat it, or smoke it. No judgment. A flower does not worry what the flower next to it thinks. It just 
blooms. So I can wear sweatpants instead of yoga pants? Yup. And you will feel that good kind of sore the very next day, but you will have tomatoes to show for it. I'm off to trade my yoga mat and blocks for garden clogs and a goofy sun hat. Huh. Another student lost to gardening. I gotta stop doing that pose. Oh well. The flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. Time to water the garden while I listen to Upside Down Tulips. Hey, well, if that wasn't a compost pile full of fun. It was. Thank you so much for listening. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montour Larson. And if you got some laughs and some value out of the Upside Down Tulips this episode, would you do us a favor? Please go to your phone and share this show on social or with a friend who might also appreciate it. Special thanks to our talented actors and kind friends. Zachary Andrews. Abner Genesee. Nathan Jones. John Moore. Mayor Trevathan. Emily Van Fleet. And David Sloan. Special thanks to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. If you would like to hear more of Denise's music, go to denisegentilini.com or you can find that link on our website. Join us next week for our bad jokes. And by the way, we promise we'll eventually get a really good one in. So keep listening. We'll have a good joke. Yeah, we will. Garden updates, mailbag inspiration, and digging into some topic that will amaze and delight you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Upside down.